0: Warning. Wicked Wanderers is not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, Wanderers, and welcome to Wicked Wanderers Podcast. I'm your wicked hostess, Jacqueline. I hope everybody had an amazing weekend and went on an adventure. If you are new to this podcast, each week we travel to a different destination. I discuss a haunted place, some dark tourism, as well as fun things to do while we are there. So pack your bags. We're going to Portugal. I absolutely love Portugal. I have family that lives there. Shout out to my cousin, Oli, located in southwestern Europe. It is one of the oldest countries in Europe. Portugal is a small country but it is diverse in its landscapes. There are three major landscapes in Portugal. The north, which is bordered by Spain, with beautiful mountain ranges. The northern interior, with the highest mountains that do get snow, and there is a ski resort. The south, that has marshy coastlines, lagoons. The Algarve is the south. The Algarve is an amazing place to visit. Absolutely beautiful. Portugal is rich in culture, food, and it brings a vibrant atmosphere. Before we go to our first destination, here are some travel tips and fun things about Portugal. When traveling from the United States and countries out of Europe, you must have a valid passport. By law, you must always carry a valid ID in Portugal. The streets are cobblestone and cleaned frequently. It is not stroller friendly. And the day after cleaning, it can get very slippery. The last time I was in Lisbon, I slid right down the hill leading towards Pink Street. That's how slippery they were. But it's really nice because they keep the city clean. Unlike here. Get an international SIM card if you want to use your phone or an app. I recommend using the WhatsApp. You can make phone calls and text. Get a Lisbon card or a Porto card, which gives you free or discounted public transport. Check out places that offer discounts. You can do this via the local tourist information website, so you can take full advantage of your card. Get traveler's insurance in case of an accident. No need for any special vaccinations when traveling. Americans, Canadians, and Australian citizens can travel up to 90 days without having a visa. If you plan on driving in Portugal, you will need a license and paperwork for the car. The currency is euros. You can use an ATM, but avoid... Euronet machines. The charges can be costly. Don't rely just on your cards. Some smaller places only take cash, so always make sure you do have some euros on you. Notify your bank of international travel so they do not put a block on your card. Wear comfy shoes or sandals. Heels in the cobblestone will not work. You will either break a heel or get hurt. When traveling in the summer, wear lightweight clothes and have some sunglasses and always have some sunscreen on. You don't want to damage your face. I know people like to get tan. I hate to break it to you. When you get old, you get wrinkly. Just embrace the sunscreen. When traveling in the winter, still pack those sunglasses, jeans and a sweater or hoodies. Always learn some Portuguese. It is standard practice for waiters to bring you little dishes of olives, bread, cheese, and cold meats. But they are not freebies, unless they are part of a set menu. If you want them, keep them. If you do not, send them back. If you want to save money, have your main meal at lunchtime. Always check what is and isn't included before saying yes to everything the waiter offers you. The legal drinking age is 18. The local food and drink is high quality in Portugal. So stick to ordering local produce. You will find fresh fish and seafood everywhere. Portuguese, a.k.a. pork and cheese, they do eat a lot of pork and cheese. The busiest time of the year is July through August. If you are a vegetarian like my little brother the vegetable soup is not vegetarian and options are limited the cheapest way to drink is at the counter in bars museums usually have one free day a week or month always check before going you may want to wait for the free admission make sure you try some port wine 50% of wine corks Come from Portugal. The oldest bookstore in the world is in Lisbon. People greet each other with two kisses on each cheek. The Portuguese national symbol is an undead rooster. The Hogwarts uniform were based on traditional Portuguese academic attire. The biggest waves in the world were surfed in Portugal. Now that we are prepared, it's time to go to our first destination. Quinta da Gencosa, located in Tenefinil in a region of Porto, is the farm and home of the Baron of Lages. This farm has been abandoned for 75 years and has a very dark past. The Baron of Lages lived here with his wife and his children. The Baron was a very jealous man. He believed his wife was unfaithful. So, how did he handle this situation? Well, he tied his wife to his horse's legs and dragged her for miles through the village until she died. Instead of investigating that she cheated, he killed her instead. When the truth came out that the Baron's wife, in fact, did not cheat, the Baron became overwhelmed with his guilt. Clearly, he wasn't a great problem solver. The Baron, who was solely responsible for his wife's death, decided it would be best to kill his children and himself. It seems that problem solving Didn't resolve his guilt, and the baron and his family still roam the farm. Locals say they can hear corn being picked. What a horrible afterlife. Still picking fucking corn. That sucks. Wine barrels being dragged, as well as furniture. Ghosts have been seen roaming the grounds. This is a truly eerie legend. Upon digging into facts... The baron died in 1933, and his wife died in 1955, unknown about the children. Either way, this abandoned property is super spooky, and you cannot deny the hauntings the locals say have been happening. There are several YouTube videos of paranormal investigations of this place, If you choose to visit this abandoned property, enter at your own risk. There are so many fun, exciting, and wonderful places in Portugal. I couldn't even begin to tell you about all of them. So I'm going to give you some unique places and hidden gems that I think are worth visiting. But here are some fun things to do in Porto, Portugal. La Veria Lelo, the Harry Potter bookshop, one of the most beautiful bookshops in the world. Twisting dark staircases, neo-gothic interior, it's truly spectacular. And it is said to have inspired J.K. Rawlings' Harry Potter. Browse the books under the stained glass ceiling. Porto is a stunning fishing town filled with vibrant historic homes. Watch the sunset from the Dom Luis Bridge. Go to Douro port wine country, and drink some delicious port wine. And you can enjoy all the views. Port wine is freaking amazing. You have to try it. And it is a lot stronger than regular wine. And I'm not a wine drinker, but I love port wine. Porto should be explored on foot. Explore the Ribera, Baxia, and Borjeo districts. Eat Porto's famous dish, francesinha. And drink a coffee at Casa Música. Of course, in every place you go to, make sure you go see the museums, the beautiful castles, the monasteries, the chapels. Meet the people, eat the food. This is a tiny portion of things you should do while you're in Porto. We will be traveling down the coast to our next destination, and our next stop is Aveiro. In the shallow coastal lagoons known as the Venice. Of Portugal. Brightly colored homes, narrow streets, this is a place to visit. Take a Muri Sairo tour. These are brightly colorful boats that were originally made to harvest seaweed. Take a boat tour and see this beautiful city by water. Make sure you visit the old train station, explore the art. Novial scene, the beautiful building inspired by the romantic art Novial period. Check out the fish market. Make sure you eat some delicious fresh seafood. Make sure you try the sweet and creamy ovos molish pastry. Do not forget to go to Costa Nova and their rainbow striped fishing houses. Our next destination is Combra. Have a picnic at Parque Bud Mondego. This is a secluded park with an amazing view. Relax, go kayaking, and enjoy the river. Also, make sure you visit the Botanical Garden. This is the largest garden in Portugal. This beautiful site dates back to 7073. Its landscape pathways... Flower beds, plants, and trees are delightful to explore. It's really one of the most attractive gardens in Europe. Don't forget to look at all the chapels, monasteries, the university, and the museum. Our next destination is Lisbon. Oh, there's so much to Lisbon. The first thing we're going to do is go to Pastes de Belém and stuff our faces with pustel de nata. This is a traditional Portuguese custard pastry in one of, if not the best place to get it. They've been making them since 1835, so I'm pretty sure they got that recipe down. They're like Pringles. You're not going to eat one. Estimate you're going to eat at least three. When I was in Lisbon, I ate one every single day. Now that we have stuffed our faces, make sure you take some to go. We are going to check out all the beautiful murals. You can go on a colored street tour or wander down the side cobblestone streets to see the murals dedicated to Fado, the Carnation Revolution, and the Bohemian District. Take a tram ride on the iconic Tram 28 to see Lisbon, as well as all the palaces and castles along the way. Always make sure to keep an eye out on your stuff. Where there are tourists, there are pickpockets. Eat and drink in the Badio Alto cafes and restaurants. It's the top nightlife spot. Warning, when I was there, nonstop every block, some sketchy guy was like, You want hashish? I have hashish. You want hashish? Just say no. One, it's probably not hash. Two, you don't want to get robbed. And three, you don't want to get arrested and get in trouble in a different country. Okay, it's not worth it. Just ignore it. But it will happen to you. Go to a fado show at Cafe Luzo. Listen to some fado music in an 18th century stable. It is free to go to and open from seven thirty p m to one a m Take a day trip to Sintra. I loved Sintra, my cousin got married in a palace there. Visit the Pina Palace, this brightly colored, beautiful Moorish castle. I'll post pictures of when I went on my Instagram at wicked underscore wanderers podcast, view the castles. It is just so spectacular there. Make sure you wear comfortable shoes. You will be walking a lot. Go to the Carmo Convent, Lisbon under the stars. The convent was destroyed in an earthquake in the 1700s. At night, it is turned into a light show with Portuguese music. Just wander around any place in Portugal and you will find a castle, monastery, chapel, amazing food i promise you will not get bored socialize with the locals and have fun home lisbon hostel is a great place to stay i also stayed at the barrio alto hotel it's pricey but worth it go to topo martin moniche amazing rooftop bar with the best 270 degree view the lx factory the abandoned 19th century production plant has transformed into a creative space with Portuguese-branded boutiques, concepts, stores, restaurants, and studios. When you're in different countries, always support the locals and their artwork, just like you would do at home. Shop local. Eat, eat, and then eat some more. Salted cod, sardines, prago. Try all seafood. It's fresh and delicious. Go to a food market, and don't forget to check out the flea market. There is a McDonald's in Lisbon if you feel like you have to have some greasy fast food. It's not the same as it is in America, and shame on you, but it's there if you want it. Before our final destination, I'm going to mention this one place. It is past where we're going. But I can't do something on Portugal without at least mentioning the Algarve. This is one of the most beautiful places in Portugal. When in the Algarve, you should really go to these places. Cliff walk at the Paira da Marinha. Go to the Praia da Comilo beach with its turquoise waters and white sand. Spend all day there just soaking it all in, with sunblock on, of course. Inglio Cave is one of the most unique places in the Agave. This cave is created by natural erosion, with a worn circle in the ceiling providing a unique light. The Yellow Submarine Rock go to the pottery shops of Rapozira and Sajj. Fountain Beach is a pretty unique spot, Tiny white sand cove surrounded by steep cliffs. Go to a vineyard and drink wine all day. There are so many more places and things I would love to tell you about. I will have to do a bonus episode on this. You can get my bonus episodes on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wicked Wanderers. And now it is time for our final destination. Let's get wicked. We will be traveling to Ivora, one of Portugal's most beautiful preserved medieval towns. Ivora is an enchanting place to dive into the past. Inside the 14th century walls is our final destination, Capela dos Oxos. This chapel is located next to the entrance of the Church of St. Francis, and it is truly creepy, built by the Franciscan monks in the 16th century. In the 16th century, there were 43 cemeteries in and around Avora, and they were just taking up space. The monks did not want to condemn these poor people, so the solution was to exhume the bodies and relocate the bones. Okay, that makes sense. But not just relocate the bodies, that would be too easy. The monks did not want the bodies behind closed doors, so they decided to put them on display. The monks had concerns of society's values at the time. Ivora was a very wealthy place. The monks wanted to provide Evora a helpful place to meditate transience of material things and the undeniable presence of death rock. Okay, sounds all right so far. Upon entering the chapel, you will pass through an arch. The arch has a message etched into it that says, We bones are here waiting for yours. Well, that's ominous as fuck. Entering into the chapel, you will be taken back. Almost every inch of this place has carefully arranged skulls and bones of about 5,000 human corpses. Bones cover the walls and the columns, forming decorative patterns. I guess this is an artistic creation, but definitely a morbid one. There isn't a single section of wall without a human skull, femur, or bone on it. Columns are covered in human skulls and femurs. The mortar used even contains bone fragments. There were two hanging skeletons chained to the wall. There was some lure on these two bodies One was that it was a father and son who mistreated their mother, and when she was dying, she cursed them. The other legend is of a man who cheated, and his son was the sinful child. Unfortunately, both legends are wrong. In 2019, a scientific investigation proved it was a woman and a young girl. The woman died between the age of 30 and 50, most likely from a tooth infection. I find this absolutely fascinating. I'd love to know how they knew this. And the girl was just two or three years old. Thankfully, both bodies have been removed from the chains and placed into two glass coffins. There is also a chest tomb that contains the remains of the three founders. The window arches are lined with skulls, and when the light shines through, it gives the room an even more spooky vibe. The vaulted ceiling is decorated with symbols associated with death. There is a new addition that came in 2015. When facing the entrance is a modern tile pattern created by architect Cesar Vieira, alluding to the miracle of life. What a morbid place. I love it, but it's morbid. I don't know how anybody could possibly meditate in there with all of those 16th century eye sockets staring at you. Makes me wonder whose job it was to put up all the human remains and who crushed up all the bones to add them to the mortar. And how does being unidentified, crushed up in mortar, or put on display not condemn the people. If that was my loved one, I would not want that for them. The monks sure do know how to get a point across, especially if you're staring into the sockets of a 16th century human skull. This is not the only bone chapel in Portugal. There are a total of six. Six bone chapels. Those were some busy-ass fucking monks. As a palate cleanser, the visit continues to the church next door in the museum. The chapel is open every day except January 1st, Easter Sunday, December 25th, and December 24th. It's open in the afternoon only. It is $6 for an adult, $4 for somebody 12 to 25, And 65 Up, kids under 12 are free. And this concludes my episode on Portugal. I hope I didn't butcher all the names too bad. And as always, wander more and stay wicked. If you could please rate and review, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, this helps everyone find my podcast. Pictures of all the places mentioned will be posted on my instagram at wicked underscore wanderers Podcast. If you have been to any of these places or have been pretty much anywhere fun been on an adventure, I'd love to hear about it. please email that to me at wickedwandererspodcast@gmail.com at gmail dot com I do write edit and produce this podcast by myself. If you wish to donate to the cause, you can at patreon.com slash wicked wanderers. You can join my monthly subscription. I do have one bonus episode posted. And I will be doing a bonus episode on Portugal because this doesn't even scratch the tip of the surface of what a beautiful country this is. Links To where I found some of my information is listed in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I truly appreciate it and love all of you.